This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Kind of mentioned that there's a lot of things going on in the coaching industry, a lot of things that maybe people are doing wrong from a legal perspective. What are some of the key things that you're seeing? Definitely. This is a huge topic that's just starting to be discussed. Let's face it, there is a lot of bad legal advice out there, especially in today's online world. And hey, I believe in letting experts be experts and investing in resources that will protect your business from the very beginning. Enter Anna Skumal. Anna is an award-winning trademark attorney based in Chicago. And after spending time working for someone else's law firm, she recently decided to start her own. Because of the fact that she's been creating content online for the past decade, she has a unique understanding of online business and the influencer marketing space. And Anna caught my eye, honestly, because of her super educational and informative TikToks and social media content. I'm so excited to share our conversation with you. Let's hop on in. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk to you about trademarks and your business and all of that fun stuff. Yes, yeah, so excited. Awesome. So let's start by just breaking this down before we go any further. What is a trademark? So a trademark is anything that identifies a brand. It can be a personal brand. It can be a business brand. It can be a brand within a business, and it's typically a name, logo, or slogan. You can also trademark things like jingles and smells and colors. You know, we all know Tiffany Blue and the brown UPS trucks. So if you have a brand that's very distinctive in how they use their color, then you can also trademark that. But that's not that common. For the average influencer, coach, business owner, you really are going to focus on your name, logo, or slogan and being able to protect those and own those. So that's what a trademark does. It gives you the rights to own your brand and be able to prevent others from obtaining trademarks with that and using it. Okay. Gotcha. So Tiff, so the Tiffany blue color is trademarked. Like that's a, I think a that brand. one's trademarked. I know the UPS oh for sure is the Louboutin red soul. Um, wow. I think Coca-Cola red is also trademarked. So any, if you ever think of like a huge brand that has a very distinctive color that they associate mm -hmm. with, that's probably trademarked because yep. as a business in 2021, I mean, for a long time now, as a business, your brand is everything. It's your website. It's your social media. It's on all your marketing materials. There's at this day and age in history, there's thousands and thousands of everything. There's thousands of candle companies. There's thousands of coaching businesses. There's thousands of drink companies. Whatever you do, there's so many other brands and businesses doing the same thing. The only yep. thing that's setting you apart is because people come to you for a reason, because it's your brand. So yeah. protecting that 
is so essential but that education for some reason is really lacking. Yes, I completely agree. And that's why I'm so excited to be talking to you because no one told me this. Like, I I feel like this is just not a thing that is, as you said, really discussed very much. There are some people doing it. Like you create a ton of great content about this stuff, but there's like three. Yeah, exactly. There's like a few of you. The thing is that these billion dollar companies and even larger companies that you interact with, that I interact with, that we buy from every day. I mean, they fiercely protect their brands and they don't hesitate to do so. So it's really smaller businesses and younger creators, younger business owners that don't realize that, hey, I have to protect this. I'm so vulnerable. I mean, somebody can look at you and be like, oh, I'm just going to be a social media coach and just do exactly what she's doing because you have millions of views. Mm -hmm. Just take one person to rip you off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and I, and I think that's something that probably a lot of people listening and watching might be struggling with. They're like, okay, I get it. Like Louboutin and and UPS, obviously they're going to protect their brand, but I'm just, you know, little old social media manager or coach just kind of getting started out. Who should be trademarking their business? Should it be anyone who's just starting out? Do you, is it there like a revenue marker that maybe you should start thinking about? Yeah, that's a great question because budget when you're starting out is huge. And a lot of people, if they're exploring a new career opportunity or a new business, they don't know if it's going to be something that's going to last or long-term. So trademarks take a very long time to get over a year and they're expensive. It's an investment. So it's only if you want to own your brand forever for long-term. And it's only if you have completely decided on a business name and this is what you're going with. So there's no revenue marker in an ideal world. Everybody would be able to get all of their trademarks for all of their brand names, their collection names, their product launches, their logos, colors, jingles, everything. They would be able to trademark everything if they had an unlimited budget right at the start. (laughs) But that's not the case. So it's really important to at least get your main trademark which is your main brand name. I just always use the Nike example. So Nike owns so many trademarks. They own Nike, they own the swoosh logo, they own Just Do It, they own Converse, right? But probably their main lo- or their main trademark, if they were just starting out, they really want Nike because that's their business name, that's their website. So getting your house mark is what the legal term is, your house mark, your main brand name at the very start of your business is so essential. And as your business grows, as you start getting, increasing your revenue, you start creating more collections, more courses, more programs within your business, you can trademark all of those names. But at the beginning, your house mark is really essential, even if you're just starting out. Because if you invest even six months into a business and have to rebrand, you have to you know get a new domain, start from scratch on social media, get new marketing materials. I mean, the cost of that, even if you're only a few Mm -hmm. months into your business is close to, you know, six figures in some cases. Yeah. So maybe for digital creators, it's a little bit less, but there's still more than a few thousand dollars. So investing into that main brand protection at the very start is really important. It's a hard sell, but you know, legitimate corporations and legitimate companies and brands they don't hesitate to do that because your brand is the most valuable part of your business. 
Apple's trademark portfolio is more than 50% of the value of that company. My gosh. So crazy to think about. People don't talk about this, but it's your brand is what you are. Oh my gosh. So much to unpack there. So first I want to, I want to ask you about this because I, I think a lot of people also think, okay, well, I own my LLC or, or whatever, you know, business entity they have. That is not the same thing as a trademark. Is that correct? That's so correct. That is the most, one of the most common misconceptions out there online. People think that, oh, I just got my LLC in the state of Michigan or Illinois or California, Texas, wherever they get it. I'm good. I own my name. I got my LLC. It's not the same. Somebody in your state, somebody in the United States, somebody from another country can actually get the trademark for your LLC name and then they can stop you from using it. And you can technically, people always try to correct me. Yes, you can technically continue to conduct business in the particular cities you've conducted business in before, but that is a five, six, seven figure lawsuit to be able to do that. Generally, you can't afford that. So you rebrand and The thing is, if you are conducting business under an LLC name, you may think you're protected and you may, I don't know, go viral, or you may just grow your business to a point where you have millions of views, you have millions of customers. That's every single day that you go on without trademark protection. It's just more opportunity for somebody to be like, oh, hey, that's such a great brand, such a great idea. Let me go check. Is it trademark? Nope. I'm just going to take it. So that's that LLC protection is a different protection than a trademark. Trademarks allow you to own your brand. LLCs allow you to have personal liability protection and it allows your business to be separated, separated from you financially and legally. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That that's pretty scary. And I, you know, same thing, obviously, if an, if an LLC isn't protecting you, of course, a domain name is not protecting you. A social handle is not protecting you. And I think I I put on my marketing hat for this. I know you were talking about the expenses and the lawsuits, which are way more scary, but what's almost as scary to me is like SEO potential. If you're driving traffic to this particular domain name or getting all these followers on a particular social handle, and then you have to change it. That's a nightmare from a digital marketing perspective. I mean, rebrand costs because I am very, very cautious of the marketing aspect when I'm advising my clients because all my clients pretty much have some, every single one of them, everybody has an online presence and that is generating revenue for them in some way, shape or form. So if you are forced to give up your domain or your social media accounts, I mean, in today's day and age, social media followers are like currency. Right. So that's true. Before I was posting all this law content, I worked at a law firm, so I wasn't allowed to really post this kind of information, but I grew a following because I had this account for like 12 years, my Instagram account, and I posted lifestyle content, you know, my Amazon favorites, outfit of the days, what I'm cooking for dinner, generic lifestyle content. And having at least a little bit of a base following allowed me to always be able to make money. I could post an affiliate link on stories. I know I'm going to make a couple hundred bucks from that, you know? So it's, 
having a social following is like currency. So that in and of itself, the risk of losing that is that you would even take that risk is crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to go back a little bit. You, you gave some examples of what kinds of things to trademark, but where, where would you recommend that people start? I I think you said kind of your main business name. So if I had the business Latasha coaching, that would be the, the trademark that you would recommend I start with. Yeah. But Awesome. But do you also recommend, let's say I am a course creator and I have Latasha teaches you how to sell. Is that something that you would recommend trademarking as well? You know, once you have that, the funds available to do that. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. Latasha coaching is going to give you general protection. You know, you can send that cease and desist that, Hey, my course name, my podcast name, my YouTube channel is all under this brand. And I have a trademark for this brand, but you will get the most protection, obviously, if you can trademark each and everything. Mm -hmm. So anytime people start a business or they launch anything within their business, they should be considering a trademark. The times that you should not trademark every single thing that you're putting out in your business is if it's a temporary thing. So for example, if you're a makeup company and you're putting out one summer skincare line. Obviously you probably are not gonna trademark that when you look at the cost of trademarking it, the time it's gonna take and how long you're gonna be selling those products. So that is where it doesn't make sense. But if you're actually a coach and creating different types of programs within your brand, absolutely as you grow, those should all be protected. You can have brands within your main brand. Um, logos are another thing people trademark a lot once you start getting really recognizable. So if you have maybe a particular shape and font that you use, um, that can always be trademarked. The thing about logos is when people do rebrand just for fun, it feels like they change their logo. You know, they change their logo, they'll slightly change their color scheme. Big brands do it as well. You don't have low, you don't have trademark protection for your new rebrand then. So -hmm. whatever you file that that logo is what you have protection for. And another thing with branding with course names, and if you have kind of a family of marks, we call it. Um, So if it's Latasha coaching 101, and then it's Latasha TikTok coaching, you know, that's, you can start having a family of trademarks, which then really exponentially increases your brand value. And it increases the brand protection you get. So your trademarks get stronger and stronger, the longer you use them and the more you add to your brand. Wow. Okay. And then uh, last thing about what to trademark. I think this is another really, really hot question that I got. I I surveyed my Instagram followers, by the way, to see what they wanted me to ask you before we hopped on the call. So a lot of these are coming from them. Yeah. What about, and and this is something that's relevant specifically for me too. What about your own name? Like I have a YouTube channel. It's just my name. Is that something that I could trademark or uh, I, I think of Kylie Jenner when I say this, I don't, I'm sure you know of this story. She, I, I it came out a few years ago. She was trying to tra- trademark Kylie and Kylie Minogue got mad about it. So how does that all work? So Kylie Minogue actually had the trademark for Kylie. So ah. when you get your trademark, that's yours you can prevent others from using that name as a trademark. So Kylie has to use Kylie Jenner. She's not going to be able to get Kylie. 
Um, I don't know if that was fully resolved or if that's still ongoing, but unless you, you know, unless she wants to go to court forever, which she might, because Kylie Jenner is <laughs> not going to be able to get anything. Um, you can definitely trademark your name if you're using it as a trademark. And when I say that, I mean, for celebrities, influencers, fashion designers, I mean, they all use their name as a trademark, which means you're using your name in connection with whatever goods and services you're selling. The really important thing about trademarking names, it can be a little bit tricky. You know, if you need consent, um, obviously if it's your own trademark, you can give consent, but if it's the name of a live person, you need consent. So right. There's a few more nuances that go into it. Um, so it's definitely not something to DIY because yes. that cost is going to be a lot more, but it's totally possible. And I always recommend it if people are using their name as a trademark, which influencers, celebrities, fashion designers, when people think of your name, they think of what you do, like YouTube education or whatever it is, then that's definitely something that, that can be trademarked. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really great pivot into my next question, which is why work with someone like yourself, a trademark attorney versus DIYing this whole process? The simple answer is in the long run, it's going to be exponentially cheaper. When I say exponentially cheaper, I mean, I advise all my clients to budget around 5k for one trademark for the whole year or so process. So it's a few thousand dollars for us to strat do the strategy and prepare your application and then submit it on your behalf. And then a lot of applications get initially refused. So then your attorney can go argue on your behalf. I mean, it's not in court. It's not exciting. It's like we submit written arguments, <laughs> office action response, and we'll argue on your behalf on why the issues that the government is saying that are present in your trademark, why we can overcome them. And then after that, generally, you're, you'll get a notice of allowance, you'll have to submit specimens. So there's a lot of steps. It's a lot of back and forth. It's incredibly nuanced. So mm -hmm. that upfront cost is a lot for people. But applying for a trademark application is not just filling out a form and typing in your credit card number and checking out of your Amazon cart. It's the beginning of a year or two long legal proceeding with the United States government. So it's a very serious thing. When you get a trademark, it's a massive bill of rights. That means that the government is giving you the right to own your name and prevent anybody else from ever using it again, forevermore, forever. They last forever. It's a huge bill of rights they're giving you. So it's a serious matter. The government takes it seriously. They all, the USPTO itself recommends you use an attorney. Your success rate is gonna be a lot higher you know, in the eighties and nineties with a trademark attorney versus like 40 without one. And I mm -hmm. think even if you use another type of attorney, like corporate attorneys or in-house counsel or your dad's friend, who's a tax attorney, all of those situations, that rate is also like only 50%. So mm -hmm. if you, if you want your trademark and you don't want to either get sued for infringement or not be able to get, respond to an office action properly, you should always go to an actual trademark attorney. Mm hmm. R really great advice. And I can, I can say that personally as well. I got some 
not so great advice before and they made it sound really easy. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just submit this form. So I paid the money and got rejected. <laughs> so, uh, and, and the cost to fix that because there's, there's costs for all of those things. If you're going to yeah. do it yourself, if you're going to respond to it. And, um, I'm sure I'm not saying the proper legal terms here, but it, it, it takes, <laughs> there's fees associated yeah. with everything. So yes. that's just what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's not Absolutely. very many things that are free when you apply with the government, right? To get your LLC costs money, to get yep. just to file the trademark, every step costs money. So, and the fees go up every year, like $10. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And getting a refusal is, does not mean your trademark is doomed. Most trademarks do get initially refused. It just means you have to file a response. I've never met anybody. And I've met hundreds of people who've successfully filed their LLCs and they did it correctly and everything was amazing. I've never, not once in all my years working as an attorney, met anybody who successfully filed a trademark on their own and got the protection that they needed to get. Jeez. <laughs> not yeah. <one>. Not, <laughs> not, not a great outlook for DIY. So, and this is what I believe in all of business, let experts be experts, you know, don't try to do things that I have no business filing legal documents. Realistically, that's just, that's not my strong suit. So yeah, there's uh, a lot yeah. of risks associated with it. I'll yeah. make one more really important point. Yeah. If you don't clear your name. So when you work with a trademark attorney, they're actually going to search your name for availability because if there is somebody else out there with a trademark or in the process of getting a trademark, they have a trademark application filed. They actually have, sometimes they can have priority over you. And mm -hmm. if they notice that you file this application, which all of this is public record, and there are softwares you can get that monitor if people are filing names close to yours, they can actually oppose your trademark or they can sue you and say, oh my gosh, you've been running this business for two years. That's my name you owe me all the royalties and give me your domain, your social. So that's, you know, that's of course a very worst case scenario, but it's not that rare. And, yeah. you know, it happens in a good chunk of cases. So it's not like that 1%. It's, you know, it's a significant amount. People put themselves at risk when you file something and you don't get that search done first. Oh my gosh. Okay. So speaking of bad advice, the, the way that I even met you was you commented on one of my videos that I was kind of discussing the coaching industry and I'll paraphrase here, but you kind of mentioned that there's a lot of things going on in the coaching industry. A lot of things that maybe people are doing wrong from a legal perspective. Can you share so just extrapolate a little bit on that? Like, what are some of the key things that you're seeing in coaching or in online business that are, are big things to look out for? Definitely. This is a huge topic that's just starting to be discussed. The reason that it's gone on so long, the unregulation of the coaching industry is because everybody's really young and there aren't a lot of lawyers on social media seeing the mm. explosive growth of the coaching industry. Because if the lawyer is in charge of all of the rules, knew that people were selling contracts or giving legal advice online, if they knew that it would be shut down so fast and everybody would be fined so heavily. I can't even tell you the thing. Mm -hmm. People are getting away with it because the people in charge don't really know what's happening, but I'm on all social media. I see this over the last like year or two explosive growth 
of the coaching industry and the courses industry. So selling contracts, if you're a non-lawyer and if you're not in that jurisdiction is illegal. It's a breach of most unauthorized practice of law regulations. So as an attorney, we pay a lot of money to become a lawyer just to get through law school, thousands of dollars just to take the bar exam, thousands of dollars every single year, tens of thousands of dollars we pay every single year for malpractice to maintain our CLEs. We are required by our bar organizations and any jurisdictions we're licensed under to stay on top of all the laws, to stay on top of technology, to stay on top of all the ethics regulations. We are required to do that just in our own time, just to stay a licensed lawyer. So, I mean, my name's on my account. So I, anybody, if they felt I was giving them advice that was detrimental, even though I do disclaimers and everything, they can go file a report with my state bar and try to disbar me. Right. So there's a very high bar of what lawyers have to do and maintain. So right. when you haven't, when you don't have all of that, and when you don't go through the legal education and work experience that we have, you are just not going to be able to pick out the liabilities that we can in a contract or draft a, even a template that's going to actually work for you. And if you have bought a contract from your attorney and then you're selling it online, that's copyright infringement. So there are multiple levels of illegality basically in doing the contracts is what I see the most. I see so many people selling contracts and it doesn't matter if you give a disclaimer in the majority of states in America, non-attorneys are not allowed to draft and sell legal documents. These documents affect people's financial livelihoods. Um, If there are liabilities in there, I mean, people sign contracts all the time that they shouldn't, they, without having an attorney review. And that's, that's understandable because sometimes you need a quick turnaround. Sometimes you don't have an attorney on retainer. You don't know anyone who can review it for you, but to actually be selling them to people and then people using them, it's, it's, there are so many levels of how many things can go wrong. And then if that person is detrimentally affected because of something they bought from you and then they used, and then they didn't get paid or, you know, something else went wrong in their business. I mean, they can't go back and sue you as an attorney because you're not an attorney. There's levels of protection that you get when you work with an attorney or when you actually understand the contracts that you're drafting and giving out. Because I do give out templates. If somebody can't afford a custom contract, I mean, they're like $2,000. I get it. Sometimes you might just need a template, but at least you know that that is going to be something that, hey, this is a template for like an actual LLC. It's not just some random corporate template or a nonprofit template. I see, I've seen that. It's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. Because uh, yeah, that's one of the big, big questions that people people ask me is, Hey, why don't you sell your contract templates for social media management or uh, for online business? And I've actually got a lot of complaints about that. That's probably the number one complaint I get with my, my courses is, well, this didn't include a template, uh, a contract template. And I'm like, I'm not an attorney. Like I'm just a a person um, who's figuring it all out. I would feel terrible if something happened to somebody, you know, if they used one of my contract templates and got sued or didn't get their money or, or whatever the case may be. I'm just 
not qualified to do that. So thank you for confirming what I, what I thought to be true. That's and very helpful. And there are attorneys out there actually who bundle contracts. So if you mm -hmm. can get all the contracts you need for your industry for five, $600, mm -hmm. that's a sliver of what I've seen coaches selling contracts for. Yes. It's really mind blowing. As attorneys also, we are not allowed to charge unethical prices. I know everybody thinks attorneys are like outrageous. And yeah, if you go to certain law firms, I mean, I have a virtual law firm. I own my own law firm, all by the people who work for me or that I hire are all virtual. So my overhead is a lot lower when you go to a virtual law firm versus you are going to a brick and mortar law firm, you're paying for their corner office, right? If they have a million dollars right. in rent a month, I mean, how much of what you're paying is legal services, right? So that's something to consider, but also you can buy bundle templates. There are attorneys out there who are going to be able to have prices that fit your needs much cheaper actually than you're going to get from coaches. And they're yes. actually going to be legitimate templates. And it's not something to be scared of because whatever you do invest in legal services, you get that return. I've seen people spend a lot of money on, you know, positivity coaches. And I mean, yeah, you get a pep talk for like a thousand dollars, but you know, if you hire a trademark attorney for a trademark, yeah, it's a few thousand dollars, but you get an actual trademark. Or if you hire somebody to represent you in court, you actually get a chance at like recovering the cost that you needed to. So it's, it's crazy to me that people kind of are so scared of legal costs. I think maybe people think they're way more than they actually are. Um, attorneys have a bad rep for that, but finding an attorney who is familiar with your industry and being able to figure out if they have bundle contracts you can buy is a really good option. It's going to be a lot more affordable than people think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And peace of mind does have value too. Like I'll, I'll tell you some of my best hires have been legal and, you know, uh, financial, you know, a good accountant, like those things do have value too. Peace of mind is, is really, it, it's so helpful at helping you do what you do best in your business and not have to constantly be stressing out like, oh my gosh, am I going to get sued? Am I paying the right amount of taxes? Like those things are very, very important to helping you do your best work too. Yeah. And for everything, accounting, legal services, everything, if you preventatively invest a couple hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars, it is guaranteed to be less than what you would pay to react to yes. a legal or financial situation. That's absolutely. like something I can't emphasize enough. Yep, absolutely. So you talked a little bit about your law firm and kind of how you've transitioned, uh, you know, you used to work at a, at a law firm and now you are an entrepreneur. So can you tell me a little bit about your journey and how you decided to go out on your own and become an entrepreneur? Yeah. So actually I have been friends with and kind of in this network of the digital space. So e-commerce brands and the coaching industry and social media managers, social media agencies, influencers, influencer agencies, basically any type of digital entrepreneur, online entrepreneur, or personal brand. I have really built a lot of relationships with people and they were not being served at all. Their legal needs were not being served at all. I was talking to one of my friends or just an Instagram friend, I guess. He's 20. 
he has an e-commerce brand and he sells, you know, like bleach tie-dye clothes and it's, you know, he does it for eco-friendly reasons and he does it, he advertises all via TikTok and he just has a Shopify store. I mean, he makes ungodly amounts of money, money that I as an attorney will never touch. And he was trying to call local attorneys. He lives in Texas and he had two attorneys hang up on him because they thought it was a prank call or he was oh So this e-commerce um, and digital marketing and influencer industry, I mean, none of these industries are going anywhere. Mm -hmm. They're going to continue to grow and grow. The fact that attorneys and a lot of law firms just turn their nose up at it because they want to work with, uh, I don't know, like a billion dollar corporation, it's, it's crazy to me. So that's why I really wanted to be able to kind of, it's an untapped market, number one. So it's great for me to get in now versus in five years where a younger attorney is just going to be able to tap into it. And people were really not being served and they weren't being heard. So if you need an attorney because something's going on or you want a trademark or you need to figure out how to protect yourself or you need a contract, I mean, do you really want to go to an attorney who doesn't understand the difference between TikTok and Twitter? Do you want to have to have those stupid conversations with someone? That's really why what motivated me to leave my law firm where I was not able to really take on the kind of clients that I wanted to. And it was very frowned upon to give out in the legal industry in general, not just where I was, it's frowned upon to give out the kind of info I give on social media. And people, attorneys do not like if you give away too much for free. They think everybody should be calling them and they're going to charge them, you know, $100 every six minutes. <laughs> and yeah. that just is a nightmare to me. I don't think it's sustainable as a career. Um, working with corporate clients as legal tech comes out, I think it's the cost is going to go lower and lower. And I just didn't want to, I will, I'm young. I have a lot of years of left of work left in me. You know, I'm going to be working for a long time. So I want a career that is sustainable long-term, not something that I can do for the next 10 years and then have to be like, oh no, there's the software that does everything I do. Right. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I completely agree. I've had that experience before with, you know, just certain industries, not really keeping up with, with technology and, and not understanding the particular industry you're in. And that is so important. You know, if you're, if you own a brick and mortar business, it's probably important to, to work with a legal, a legal team who understands that particular industry. And the same is true for online business. So thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for giving out so much great advice. I think, you know, I don't know if this is a generational thing or if it's just because of what I do, but that helps, you, you know, giving out that advice doesn't, um, cheapen your work by any means. It in fact makes me trust you and say like, okay, if she's giving me this much good advice, just from a simple TikTok, like, oh my gosh, I can only imagine if I actually worked with her. Uh, and, and it encourages me to reach out. So thanks for doing what you do. Yeah. And another thing is one more point is a lot of what all lawyers do is clean up. So it's mm -hmm. after there's been an emergency and now things are getting out of hand. So you finally get a lawyer because you didn't even know what just happened to you could ever happen. So yeah. I'm trying to also meet people because they're 
you can be like 12 and start a business now. I don't, I, people hate, some attorneys don't like that I'm on TikTok. They think it's like unprofessional and all that stuff. But I mean, I, you can't turn your nose up at people just because they're on a platform you don't like, or you think they're too young and I don't do that. So instead of waiting for all these emergencies to happen with these younger entrepreneurs and digital creators and, you know, young online business owners, I'm trying to meet them where they are. So I can educate before they make mistakes, maybe so that they see a video of mine and they can be triggered to go Google, oh, wait, I should actually protect myself and like, oh, it's not that bad. It's just a few steps. Let me, Mm -hmm. you know, research into this. And, you know, I know I'm not going to be able to reach everyone and fix every mistake, but even if I can like help one person take preventative action and protect themselves it's gonna help them so much in their business and their life. And I'm not that big on like any platform. Like I still get so many messages every single day. Like I got a message the other day that said, oh, thanks so much for captioning your videos because I'm hard of hearing and I don't get this kind of information. People don't caption them when they Mm -hmm. talk about business. So it's just like all of those messages make it worth it. That, oh, I never heard of this before. Thanks so much. You know, it's, there's just no attorneys out there, not enough anyway, doing yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, completely agree. So I'm going to leave a fantastic resource that Anna's provided in the show notes, but can you let everyone know where else they can find you, where they can reach you if they want to um, work with you and get started on the trademark process or anything else? Sure. Yeah. You can always check out my Instagram. I have a lot of actually free resources now linked in my LinkedIn bio. Um, I'm offering a free operating agreement template and a business checklist, which I think is linked. And then if you want to book a call, I still do free 15 minute discovery calls, which I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do that for. But for now, as long as I can afford to give that time, I'm going to be doing that. And um, I'm on TikTok and Instagram the most. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. I'll have those links in the show notes. Like I said, in the description box on YouTube, thank you so much for joining. This was like mind blowing. So helpful. eye opening all of that. So thanks for doing what you do and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday podcast community. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.